Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sroten, joined by my good friend, Glenn Esterson, the author of the Mobile Home Park Manifesto, available on his website and on Amazon. Glenn, how are you? I'm doing very well, Jason. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, I started with a plug today. I was trying something new. Just rolled That's off nice. my tongue. <laughs> nice. nice. I, I am convinced that advertising and plugging and promoting is, is important. <laughs> you know, there's a direct correlation with sales, I, I'm told. I've heard, I've heard that. Today on, today on the show, we're going to be talking about mobile home park management. And that that's like the property management and just taking care of the general day-to-day. And Glenn has a ton of experience in this because you know, when Glenn first started out in the business, he was running his own park and he was that guy doing those things, knocking on the doors, climbing under the homes and collecting those rents. So Glenn, let's start there. You know, what are the main things you have to do as a person managing a mobile home park? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's multifaceted, you know, so, you know, word to the wise, don't be your own parks manager. If there's any way to get somebody else to do it, you should probably pay them to do it if they're qualified. Um, you being your own park manager is essentially giving you a, the full-time job almost, depending on how big your park is and what kind of park you're doing. If it's a, uh, you know, a, a, a stabilized, you know, community might be a little bit easier value add where you're installing the lots it might take up a lot of your time and if it's a park home community you can bet but it's going to take a lot of time especially with uh, repairs and turnovers and things like that now as you mentioned you know my, my park that i you know bought 15 20 years ago whenever it was you know, I, I thought it would be a great idea for me to manage it because my in my in a previous life I had managed apartments, you know, Section Eight apartments, three hundred of them at the time, you know, and I thought I'd be well equipped to manage my own thing. You know, I knew how to do you know basic repairs and all that stuff. Um, I can tell you, it was I was wrong. It was a totally different animal, and I did not enjoy one day of it um, as a manager, crawling under trailers and having to deal with evictions and having to deal with, you know, new tenants, not showing up to view their homes and all that kind of stuff. It was very much, uh, an aggravating process. My life got significantly easier when I found a manager to manage my parks. Um, but if you're determined to manage your own stuff, you know, what you really need to understand is it's, you have multiple things you're managing. As, as I said, you have the tenants you're managing, you have the, the revenues and the expenses you're managing, you have the repairs you're managing, and the employees that are doing your repairs you, you're managing. Um, you have to also deal with managing the, the city stuff, you know, the municipality stuff when those notices come in. And you're, you're, you know, having to make sure you're keeping good records on all of it. So it's, it's really a kind of a full-time job for any substantial size park, you know, out there, especially if you have, you know, a lot of park owned homes, uh, you're going to stay busy. Um, what, you know, you, you need to know is you need to first, you know, either in either circumstance, whether you're managing or you're having, another company manage, you want to have a really good tenant screening 
uh, system in place, you know, from one of the major parts of management is, is screening the tenants that you're going to be putting into your park. A company like Rent Butter is the perfect fit for the MH industry. Now, granted, I, I couldn't be biased because I'm a part owner in that company, but damn, if they don't wow. get the best results I've seen, Rent, you know, like cool. they're... Rent, rent butter it's, allows it's how, how it, it allows you to find the right renter and make sure that they're qualified because the credit score doesn't tell you the full story, and that's what's cool about rent yeah, butter. Exactly. And I own none of rent butter. I've just I just know you and yeah. I know the other guys, <laughs> and it's just really awesome. I just think it's going to take off. So I highly recommend people who aren't using it. That is a great tool yeah. for landlords. It's a great tool, and it, and, and it. Part, you know, it works with rent manager, which I have no ownership in and is hands down one of the best management uh, uh, um, uh, applications, I guess you could say, for for your, you as an owner of a park when it deals with your turnovers and your tenants and your expenses and your P&Ls and all that kind of stuff. Rent manager is a great, great product for you to be using, and it's very cost affordable as well. Uh, rent butter ties into rent manager just to make it even more simple, um, you know, as far as screening your, your tenants and go. So you really need to get a strong handle on, on tenant management. Okay. Um, and I can tell you our tenants, you know, some of them are real sweet and real easy to deal with and you're never going to have a problem out of them. But in, especially in the rental world of park owned homes, you might have a lot challenge tenants to work with and you might really want to have a buffer there that isn't you with them having your cell phone number to call you in the middle of the night just to yell at you about the other neighbor who's partying too loud or whatever might be happening you know so you know getting some tenant screening in place will will really avoid a lot of problems having a uh, a management um um, system in place like rent manager uh, is going to help you with a lot of your bookkeeping and a lot of just your tenant issues as well um, on top of all the other features that it has um, understanding you know who you're going to call when you have a bigger repair than you know how to fix you know i used to crawl under my trailers and i'd spend hours under there replacing all the plumbing i knew how to do all the plumbing and the the, the, the cost of replacing the plumbing if you call like roto plumber or whatever those companies are called, they charge you a fortune, you know, and they charge you a fortune to do that. Um, but you know, you'll probably want to find something in between the two and have a regular guy that is your plumber for the park. That's giving you a good rate that knows how to do these kind of fixes because plumbing and sore repairs tend to, tended to be my biggest amount of time I spent on repairs on top of remodels and turnovers. Don't property management companies handle that? Or do they just go out? And yes and no. Like, to do it. They're going to go find the, the vendor to go do that. And they're not really going to care about the price because they're not you. Right. Like, they, like they're not going to crawl under the trailer and fix it. You know, they're going to go find a vendor to go crawl under the trailer and fix it, which means you're going to get stuck paying retail. But at the same time, these things with with a, a national management company that, you know, um, you know, is very in tune with that market and has all these vendors will probably get you um, a, a, a good rate for any of the repairs. And all you have to do is sign a check. Right. Uh, but if you're using the local realtor, which could be a very good manager for you, um, you know, chances are she, she's probably not or he or she is not going to know 
who the, who the, the cheapest call is, but she's going to get he or she's going to get somebody out there that can fix the problem at whatever cost that, that needs to be. At least that was, you know, what I went through, I went through me managing it first at my part. And then I went through having a, an on-site guy managing it for me. That went terribly wrong. Then I went to a guy that uh, it was great. His name was Mosey and, and he lived in a trailer. I found him directly. He wasn't a licensed manager. He was just a really good human. And he really helped manage my park great and I and, and saved me money and made me money. Uh, but when he died, I had to go find a, a, a real manager. And that guy was brilliant. You know, he was great with management and, and I didn't have to lift a finger ever again, except just to sign his paycheck. Um, and he had a nice repair crew and, you know, all these, you know, different buckets of people he could call on for any type of repair because he was very well versed in the industry and in the locale. That's what you would really want to find, but it wasn't cheap. You know, for me, it was 10% plus all these other little add-ons that were you know, expensive at the end of the day, but saved me a lot of money. Um, some other things you want to make sure you do, you know, if you're managing it yourself is having, and even if you're not managing it yourself, you want to have some good, some good relationships with the municipality. So you can, you know, either have your manager, you know, re managing that relationship with the municipality. So, you know, when something's coming down pipe or when there's an issue that you can get ahead of um, that's, that could be cumbersome. And especially if the city, comes at you about something, you know, that can take up a lot of your time as well. And you're going to want to have the appropriate people there to deal with it, whether it's legal or engineering or whoever that, you know, whoever is, can solve the fussy part of the municipality issue. So all these kind of things, you know, to me continually suggest you shouldn't do it yourself. You should get just a, a, a reputable, large management company, pay them what, whatever the cost is, assuming it's, it's doesn't, you know, destroy your bottom line and let them solve the issues that come up, the repairs, the tenant management, the, the books and records, the municipality and things like that. But if you're determined to do it yourself, please at the very least get yourself rent manager and rent butter uh, to help you with, with, some of the harder parts of the process. And, and if you are choosing a property manager for your mobile home park, what is the best approach for making sure that you're going to get somebody that's making good decisions? You know, hard. you just told, you just, it's hard. They, they you have to do some interviews, you know, like, isn't there, is there no longer a world where there's like a super of the park who just like lives there and does an amazing job or is that, is that, I mean, that's, that's what I started with, you know, and that guy ripped me off. He literally collected all my rents and then booked town, you know, and like, hey, don't do whatever, that. you know, <laughs> like, I, 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 you know, the recourse on it. Yeah. I can spend a couple of years trying to figure this thing out, but most of the time you just got to take it as, you know, as a loss, you know, uh, at least in my case, I just took it as a loss. Um, and then, but the next guy, Mosey, you know, he's exactly what you described, just a good all around guy, you know, how to do a little bit of everything, help maintain yards, help collect rents and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he was great, but the, it's a rare find, you know, and as a, as a park owner, you know, this is, this is a lot of money, you know, your park's worth probably a lot of money and it's probably worth having that professional, uh, uh, stamp, you know, on them, you know, like a, a licensed property manager, you know, a nationally recognized property manager. Um, now there's a couple national groups out there that will go just about anywhere, depending on the size of the deal 
you know, but most of the time they're looking for larger parks, call it 75 units or more. And, you know, they're going to need some, some scale really with it to work. What are you paying? Uh, and you're probably going to, depending, I'd say somewhere in that eight to 12% of gross revenues is probably what they're, they're causing. Plus, plus the, the repairs, of course, they're coming out of your pocket, not their part, you know, pocket. And they're probably making uh, a small spread on organizing the repairs and, and, you know, supplies and stuff like that. Um, but the local real estate guy at Remax, who also has a certified property management certification, might be perfectly fine for what you need at your park. And he might only, or she might only charge you five to 10%, you know, with less, you know, he might only charge you five to 7%, might charge you 10%. I don't know. Most, most managers in most cases are going to be around that 10% number. That's at least what we underwrite to almost all the time. Sometimes it's a little higher. Sometimes it's a little less, but 10% is what you can kind of at least anticipate plus or minus. Um, and, but the national association of realtors is a great resource for property managers. They often can give you a list of your local pro- certified property managers and they would be, you know, a, a reasonable alternative in most cases, but don't expect them to understand the MH industry and don't expect them to, you know, uh, be able to walk in seamlessly. You're probably going to have to train them and teach them and show them a little bit about how it needs to be done. So, you know, there, there's our industry is not big enough to have a universal one size fits all type of thing. You know, like a lot of apartments uh, can be managed just about, you know, of any size from, you know, any location. Uh, but for us, it's a little different, you know, new, new people come online every day. I think there's only two or three national groups right now that are, that are out there that I, you know, that have crossed my paths. Um, you know, so if you have a park big enough for them and good enough for them, then I would highly encourage you just paying them because their reputation will, uh, you know, be worth it at that point. You know, like you're paying for something you can count on. And that to me sounds reasonable. I mean, that matters because you're, when, when something goes wrong and then you have to deal with it at that point, you'd literally pay any. Let's talk about it when it goes wrong. There's there's a guy I've known for years. I, I think it was even on. Uh, uh, I was either on one of his podcasts or he was on one of my podcasts. He was go and uh, real great fella, you know, trustworthy and, and and trusting. And unfortunately, he bought himself a, a a park that sounded too good to be true. In a couple of years ago, out in uh, kind of like the the uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana kind of area. Um, and he, he stumbled across a, a manager who's known in in our industry as somebody that maybe isn't the, the most reputable. He didn't bother contacting me about it because I would have given my opinion right, right out the front. Uh, but he called me a couple years later and said, hey, something's going on here and I don't understand. And he tells me the situation. Well, basically, his manager is screwing him. That's what's going on there. You know, the manager sold him the park and then managed the park for him, basically promised him, you know, feel, you know, piles of gold and has delivered, you know, pebbles of shit. And that's, you know, all he's got. And he's spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and still doesn't have a return yet on this property because some of these managers will absolutely within legal limits, screw you over and over again. And, you know, they'll be overcharging you and double charging you and triple charging you for repairs that should have been done right the first time. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, tenants and things like that getting, you know, put in there, they like to 
move them in, charge you a commission, and then two months later that tenant moves out, and then you have to pay them again to move another tenant in there. It's like a like a like a, a card game almost, you know, like a shell game. You just you know, it happened, you know, happens to almost everybody in, in management if you don't watch out that, you know, you're might be overpaying on commissions which don't sound like a lot at, at any one given time. But when you add them up and you see you paid five commissions on one unit for one year, you start to wonder what the hell. Um, and there's a lot of these kind of, I'm you know, just going to say shadier operator, manager operators that are out there that you have to really be, you know, cautious with. And a lot of times these managers will even throw in an, an exclusive right to sell uh, uh, agreement into their contract that you can't unhook out of, you know, like if they, if you decide to sell your park, even if, even if you sell it yourself, they would still be owed a fee because they were your manager for some cockamamie reason, you know, so you have to be very careful about, you know, some of the, everything. some of the it's crap that's out there. Cause it's about still, everything. <laughs> I just yeah, that clear. You know, <clears throat> there are no, just, most people are not out to do the right thing and they don't think about other people. You have to watch your back every step of the way. Because you might be well-intentioned, but the other people aren't. And so you've got to check. But the other people aren't. And it's some guys are just, you know, bad at their job and it's not their fault. They were just bad. Okay. That's one thing. It's almost forgivable, but some guys are actually trying to screw you and you want to be very mindful of who you're giving full access to your property with management and all that because now this guy that I was explaining before, now he's at a critical situation where he's now not just losing money, but he's you know really losing money and might have to uh, uh, give back the park and walk away from all the investment he's had into there, which is the manager's hope, I would imagine, because the manager you know was also you know financing the deal and all this stuff, so it becomes very convoluted and you have to wonder whose interest is that manager working for at that point. So be cautious and go with a, a, a reputable national group. But if you're not sure if they're reputable, go, go get on the social media boards, go get, talk to some of the, the larger brokers out there that, that know our industry. If, if it's not me, then one of my competitors, a lot of us have, you know, the same, uh, the same experience with, you know, um, uh, with understanding, you know, who the good managers are and who, who to watch out for. Now, 90% of the time we'll say, I don't know who that guy is, but at the same time, you want to at least try and verify these guys. And these managers, if you sign them up, you should have some recourse on them as well. So you don't just get left hanging out there. Um, Pick up the phone. If you have a question, dial 720-MHP4U and get on the phone with Glenn or one of his folks and get the answers. The, the, the conversations are free. You don't have to live in a world of not knowing they'll work and try to figure out what the, they want to build relationships. It's not about whether this deal happens or not. And I know that from just being, you know, privy to seeing so many deals that Glenn and his team put together. So uh, reach out to Glenn G Esterson at the MHP expert.com. You can also call Glenn 720 MHP for you on his website, the mhpexpert.com, you can also get the Mobile Home Park Manifesto, his book, and the masterclass, which I now believe you've dropped the price from $30,000 all the way down, like <laughs> under 500, right? Yeah, so it's under 400 even. How about that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, the, the masterclass continues to, to, to sell well, and the book 
you know, I get called every day about the book. It's, it's such a, it's such a strange thing. I hear all these people say how much they like the book and they just call and talk to me about it. I, I just get so like kind of cool. happy about it when that happens, but uh, you, wrote you know, the math class is really good guys. Yeah. It's, it's nice. The math class is good. And I'm not trying to, to, to over pitch it to you guys. It's a nice entry level. If you want to understand this industry, it's a lot cheaper probably 20, you know, it's probably 25% of what my competitors are charging for, you know, their simple entry type of courses. This will give you decent insight, great documents to download, underwriting sheets and due diligence lists and things like that. So, um, and if you don't like it, you know me, you can just tell me you don't like it, I'll send you your money back. I could not care less. <laughs> you yeah. just want you to be happy with the purchase. Um, you know, so, but the book for five bucks, you can do a lot worse too. If you want to just download the book and have a nice read, you know, I get, I get a lot of compliments on the book and, you know, I think it's, again, if you don't like it, you tell me, I'll send you back your five bucks. Uh, you know, so, um, yeah, reach out anytime with any of those kind of things, guys. Absolutely. And you can always go to the MHPExpert.com to learn more. We appreciate you tuning in to the MHP Expert Podcast. On behalf of Glenn Esterson, I'm Jason Sroden. We'll see you next time.